0: This podcast is brought to you by Men's T Clinic. Men's T Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972 Go Men's T or visit
3: men's KNC Masterpiece right here on 1053 The Fan. We're gonna go back to the Mavs. Of these three positives, how many are truly sustainable in the back half of the regular season? But it is also a shout-out Friday. I think this one is its very touching and then hilarious. From the 817, I need a shout-out from Mother Francis in Tyler. Save my dad. Five days, two surgeries, three stints in his heart. Now he is trying to get sponge baths from the nurses. Hey, look, he escaped death.
1: Yeah, clean that for man. For
3: now. Clean his body. So, <laughs> oh, my God. And then from the 817, Shout out to my wife, Lisa. She got shots in her neck yesterday to hopefully help with nerve issues from two bulging discs. She's been in so much pain and refuses to complain about it. Fantastic. Well, like, she's being tough. Not that it happened. That part is terrible. And that is Tolo Dana from Crowley. Keep that encouragement going. Your wife sounds tough as hell.
1: Yeah, she's awesome.
3: All right. You ready for some basketball? let it. Basketball Jones. Maybe that should be. I got a basketball Maybe that should be the name of one of these segments. A that's a really good Jones.
0: point. Because of Derek Jones Jr.
3: Is. Nope. Dominic Jones. <laughs> you know what? Sure. For the purposes of moving this along. Yes. Is. I was reading an article. That said three positives for the new look Mavericks. And that's all fine and well. But I, what I really wanted to talk about was how many of these things do you think are really sustainable in the back half of the regular season? For example, number one is not sustainable to me. And I don't think it's debatable, but I want to see how well you guys think that they could do with this. All right. In the six game win streak, the Mavericks are second in the league in net rating. So in terms of how much better is your offensive rating than your defensive rating their offensive rating is sixth in the league their defensive rating is first in the league i'm not saying since the trade in the last six games okay, so that gotcha, encapsulates okay. three games before the okay. trade but actually yes since the trade as well and I'm, I'm not saying they can't be a good defensive team but i do feel like it is unreasonable to expect them to finish out the second half of the season with having legitimately the best defensive team in the NBA.
0: I think it is as long as we can play San Antonio, Washington, New York with four of their five starters out, Brooklyn, who was sitting out their players to trade them possibly, and Philadelphia, who did not have Joel Embiid. So if we can get that schedule for most of the rest of the season, we can be the best.
1: What, Hell yeah! Wait, hey,
0: they took advantage of the situation.
1: Uh, I will. Well, let's ask this then. Let's kind of turn this corner. What, uh, what ranking do you think is a good area that you think they can finish at? Top eight, and they need to be to be. Uh, I don't. Know. I don't. I'm still. I'm still keeping myself away from the contender word. Like, if they get in the playoffs, they are in contention. Real okay. contenders are different things, but. But if they want to be really good in the playoffs, where does their defensive rating need to be?
3: I think it needs to be top eight. And we're going to get to another point in a minute that has to happen for that to be the case. But I think top eight is possible. I I'm, think it's I'm weird, possible. Because I was going to
0: say top ten. So
1: I'm okay. right there with you.
3: Okay. And you said... Possible. I think that's
1: possible. Okay. Continue. They have they have better defensive players for one. Yeah, and they are right now very willing to give that effort on that end.
0: And to your point, the West is wide open, but yet you're not going to have an easy first round matchup for sure. So you may well play. You'll Denver probably the be first the round. underdog yeah. in the first round, but not them. If it's Denver, you'll be a major underdog. Yes. If it's anybody else you'll be a slight underdog.
3: And I will say, I think offensive rating is very achievable. Sixth, absolutely. If you tell me this is one of the six best offensive teams in the NBA, cosign, I could see that. All right. Can the new guys keep up their pace? And I wanted to focus in specifically on P.J. Washington. Something of note about P.J. Washington. In his first three games as a Maverick, he's had up and down offensive production. I feel like we would agree on that. However mavericks are a plus 17 in his first three games and that's in large part because of his defense obviously a lot of people talked about the defensive work on wemby and we can get into gafford in just a second do you think let's say the defense of washington and the rebounding of gafford are sustainable
1: yes uh, although I do feel like Gafford's rebounding has been... I'm
3: not saying he's got to get 17.
1: Well, he has, to he's, he's
0: averaging 12.
1: Okay, I think he can so do So I think 10. that's the,
0: the... If you were going to put a number on it, can he average 12 rebounds a game? And I would say, I think so, but I would say closer to 10. 10. 10. Yeah, I think double And that digits? would be good. thats yeah. He averaged 8 this year for Washington, so can he up it to 10? That's 10 less times
1: so. Luka has to jump. That's a good he point. Does, he does not well, he like <laughs> ten less times Luke has to wait for the ball land in sometimes. his hands. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I think that is sustainable. PJ Washington, um, we discussed that pretty a lot yesterday about right. like he's physical. He had you can't just put your shoulder in his chest and and go by him or through him. He has a little more of that to it. I think he can only get better from where he is right now. Defensively, I
0: think he can sustain what he's doing. He's playing good defense. Yes. Yeah, He, I think he'll he needs to be better offensively, but I don't
3: know if that's part of your question yet or not. Let me ask you this, though. Let's say the deal has to be made the way I've constructed it. He will remain this hit or miss offensively, but defensively he will stay top-notch. Would you not prefer that over... Mediocre defensive player who's clicking offensively for this. You're asking me, I want neither.
0: So, you're I'm I'm answering your question by saying, We're not the Mavericks aren't good enough unless he turns into a better better offense. It's only three games, so I'm going off of these threes, averaging 8.7 points. He has to average over 12 points a game for you.
3: Okay, on Mm -hmm. I'll take a step back and say. He needs to be shooting 45% from the field. Well,
0: he's going to get enough shots, and yeah. if he's averaging 45% from the field, he will average over 12 points. Absolutely. Because that's not a big number. No, I'm, I'm but what I'm out.
3: worried about is he'll get to 12 points on consistently like 11 shots. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I, but I, I, get, I, I get where you're We
0: call from. that the Antoine Walkering it. Yeah.
3: Hey, yeah. man, I scored 20. You took 20 shots. Yeah. Don't be so proud of that. And then the last one, and this one is going to be the most important one. Can the Dallas Mavericks sustain their health right now? Because I realized, like, you still had an issue with Exum, but we talked about it. Kleba missed the first half of the season. Derek Lively just came back. Kyrie has been out. Partially, I know one of those injuries was because of his own teammate, but you've seen this team miss players again and again and again, and now this feels like the closest they've been to a healthy team. So they have to or they'll lose.
0: I think a lot of the playoff matchups in the Western Conference first round will be based off of health. I mean, I'm not saying you hope for this because then Christian McCaffrey's mom will throw a fit or whatever, but... I mean, it would be beneficial if you match up with the Clippers and they're dealing with Paul George being out and James Harden having an issue, right? Okay. Just like with they're playing the Mavericks, if that's the matchup and they're like, guess what? Kyrie's a question mark and uh, Derek Lively Jr. is a question mark. Or even Maxi Kleba, in a way. You can get by with Maxi being out, but you want your team completely healthy. And so... When I look at these matchups, even Denver. Denver deals with a lot of injuries. Michael yes. Porter Jr. is not usually a healthy guy. Uh, Murray's not usually a healthy guy. That, yeah. So, like, you could face Denver and go, this is awesome. We're not facing the championship Denver Nuggets. They have two injuries they're dealing with. In fact, I know I go back to times where most people weren't alive. 1988, the Mavericks made the Western Conference Finals for the first time ever in their history. One of the major reasons they did that was because Denver was hurt. Denver didn't have their... They had a better record. They were the two seed. The Mavs were the three seed. But they got to play a team that wasn't healthy come playoff time. And the Mavs took advantage of it and then pushed the Lakers to seven games. Health is going to mean so much, not only to the Mavs, but to all the teams in the Western Conference.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I got lots of fears about the health of this thing. And I, I don't know the health history of P.J. or Gafford either. So I don't know how that mixes in with it. But, uh, I mean... Kyrie missing from the team, big scare. That's my biggest scare is that we can't make a run because something happens to him.
3: And the other person is, because I just want to take these two breakout uh, scenarios, is Luka and Kyrie have played together 28 of the team's 55 games. So almost exactly half. When they do play together, 18 and 10. Derek Lively has played in only 37 games. When he does play, the Mavericks are 23 and 14. Now, I realize some of this is matchup dependent and everything like that, but it's not a hard conclusion to draw that this is a quality basketball team when Lively's there or when Luca and Kyrie are together. And if you get that down the stretch, I really do think you can see your push to the 5C. And right now,
0: recently, a guy who gets hurt all the time when he gets to play is Josh Green. Yep. Josh Green, in this month of February... And it looks like seven game is averaging 13.4 points on 48.8% shooting from the three-point line. I'm not even talking about from the field Which is there. Which crazy. Right. And he's averaging almost three assists and four and a half rebounds. That's who we have to have. And yeah. he has to be healthy to do this because he's only played in, I think, 40 or 42 games this year. I had to click on game log over there, but I think he's in, at 42 games this year. So, Health from yes, Kyrie number one, well, Luca number one, Kyrie number two, but all these role players need to be healthy to come playoff time and that they've jailed over these last twenty plus games.
3: Is your is you goal then and we could talk about this more next week, I'm sure. Is your goal number five seed that you think is achievable? Or do you look at the gap and say, Hey, it's only four games, it's only five games. We can make a run at three, four. Right now,
1: you know, the attainable goal is six five in okay. that range like that's yeah. the attainable one i would rather not be a seven eight seed so you don't Just, have to play in the yeah, yeah. but would, I, I i would rather i would prefer to be in that range but then once i get there now let's reset now let's go hey can we do we can we make a push here at the end of the year to get this, are other teams going to start resting players where we can make something really good happen and peak? You know, we always say peak at the right time. Sure. And it, at the end of the season here, get on a roll and have some confidence and, and something established. Five
0: through 10s jumbled up. You can, if you win uh, next Thursday against the Phoenix Suns, you're the five seed yeah. possibly. Yeah. If, you know, because you beat them, they're a game up on you and the Pelicans are a game up on you. The issue is the Nuggets are the four seed right now. <clears throat> They only have 19 losses. You have 23. So in in 25 to 30 games for all these teams left, you have to make up four to five games on the defending champs. That gets very it's difficult tough. to do. So I look at five and six. You want to be in the real playoffs. And then you just hope that the matchup is favorable in that first round.
3: And when you say favorable, I'm assuming... OKC or or, OKC yeah. or the Clippers, but you would take Minnesota all ahead of Denver.
0: Yes, Denver is the one, if they're completely healthy, I just don't think you can beat. Sure, But maybe I'm wrong about that. I hope I'm wrong about that. The other thing, too, is if Phoenix were to jump up there, I don't mind taking on Phoenix. They're a very good team. They could beat us very easily. But I've seen Devin Chickenhead Booker play in the playoffs against us, and he wilts away. So I just look at this and go, all right. The Clippers, you've taken them to seven games two different times with a a younger Luka and a worse team than what Luka has right now. And then I've seen Kawhi beat us and then go, I can't play
3: anymore, season's over. So, like,
0: maybe you get the Clippers in the second round if you get a favorable matchup in the first round, then Kawhi's like, dude, I had to play six games in a row. My body's done.
3: For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, coming up next, let's talk about that Caitlin Clark scoring record, but also eating etiquette. Do you eat immediately if your food comes out before the rest of the table? And how do you feel about eating alone? We'll talk about it all next right here on The Fan.
2: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? There it is! The all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball.
3: KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. Caitlin Clark sets the record. I want to talk about more about that in just a second as we get to eating etiquette as well. But from the 682, I don't know if I've ever heard this before. I'm sure it happens all the time. Shout out to me. Found out last night from my doctor that my body rejects all types of alcohol and makes my immune system start to fail. Yep. So now my sober life begins at thirty years old. Yay me!
1: I have a, I had a friend back in the day that like if he had a drop of alcohol he would be in the emergency room. Wow! And he, like that was That's his life. Crazy. He faced he it and he's he's still rocking along uh, from the eight one seven. Yesterday was his birthday. Yesterday I was, gave this shout it was Jaylon's out. Jaylon's birthday yesterday. Jalen, Jalen, there it is. You spelled my name wrong, so you can have your shout out now. Jaylon, happy birthday yesterday,
3: bro. You tried to shut it down yesterday, too. (laughs) That's because today is shout-out Friday,
1: all right? Okay.
3: shout-out Tuesday (laughs) on a Tuesday. From the 817, speaking of birth, shout-out to my wife, Emily, who's in month six of pregnancy with her first child. She's been a trooper through the whole thing, and she's going to be an amazing mother. Congratulations to you guys for sure.
1: Have you shouted out Jimmy Garoppolo yet, Kevin?
3: Oh, yeah. We need to go. To the Corey News Desk, where we have news.
1: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Jimmy Garoppolo has been suspended two games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substance policy, according to league sources from ESPN.
3: Jimmy Garoppolo got suspended for that. Too many meatball subs.
1: Field Yates says being suspended has no massive financial implications, as it could void eleven point two five million dollars in base salary Ooh. guarantees from the Raiders he's owed, regardless of whether the team keeps him on the roster or not. Do you think this is it for him? Like that's all right, buddy. We got to draft a new
3: quarterback and move on. Or
1: Aiden O'Connell is going to be our
3: guy. Man, I think they saw enough. Of Aiden O'Connell, and that might be too harsh, but I, I feel like maybe, maybe they did. I he got suspended for performance-enhancing drugs. PD, is that um, what makes him so handsome?
1: performance-enhancing substances. What's that? You think it's handsome cream? Handsome cream and the clear. Yes, handsome clear.
3: No, is all right. Caitlin Clark she sets the women's scoring record last night with actually it was a really awesome shot over on the left side towards the logo but after she set the record i'm gonna go to cut number three this is what she's really focused on she thanks people but this is the real focus yesterday
1: you know it's cool it's cool to be in the same realm of a lot of really really good players uh, i'm lucky to do it because i have really good teammates really good coaches and a great support system that surrounds me but we need to play better defense <laughs> we got to play better defense. And that's true. I mean if you've watched them this year, they do have to play better defense.
3: They won the game 106 to 89. So I definitely understand her defensive complaint. Caitlin Clark would go on to score a career high and school record 49 points in yesterday's game.
1: All right. That entire team knows that she's the like the, the hub of it all. Oh, they God, get it. Yes. They,
3: they're supporters. For her. Yes. Do the
0: Dallas Wings have the first pick? Or are they called the Texas Wings? I don't it's
3: know. the Dallas Wings. They play in Arlington. And the fans were cheering. La- that is true. Well, so do the Cowboys. Is But they moved from Dallas true. to
0: Irving to
1: Arlington. Did you see her, her high school coach's uh, hoodie that she was wearing it? Oh, no. Uh, her high school coach showed up and had a hoodie on, and it has a little Nike logo underneath it, and it says, you break it, you own it.
3: Oh, that's nice. I also, like, and she was, fans were cheering for her to go for one more year, and so... Why not
1: four more years?
3: I don't think that eligibility would happen. She has another year in college? Because... This is her fourth year, right? That is true, but I think... NIL. Well, I was going to say, I thought everyone on that Uh, first year got, like, a pseudo-COVID waiver where they could... Play another year? Maybe I'm off about that, but the you fans were, are right. The fans were chanting. And then one more thing I wanted to ask you about. How impressed are you by this? Have you ever heard of a school called Francis Marion? No, but this sounds
0: like the school that lost by a hundred points that we covered about a few months ago.
3: This school was victorious over North Greenville eighty five to sixty two yesterday. You might not care. Like That's Greenville funny. Avenue. Yes. Let's say yes. Do you know what their mascot is? Uh, I
1: don't. Okay. I, I need to know. We need to find out because the person, Francis Marion, was known as the Swamp Fox. So I need to know if <laughs> oh they are God. the Swamp Foxes. So I'll look
3: it up. Lauren Taylor set the NCAA record last night with 44 rebounds in a game. <laughs> what? The five foot eleven senior oh, pulled down thirty <laughs> defensive rebounds. Hey, Are you saying 14 14 five eleven can't rebound? Offensive rebounds. Last night's game will prove that wrong. Yeah. Oh, they're Patriots. Whatever. Forty four rebounds. Be
1: the swamp foxes or be nothing.
3: You want me to move on to eating? No. I think
0: who's the controversial uh, comedian? Um,
1: Bill Burr.
0: No. The black guy that's on Netflix. Dave Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's right. LeBron would average 180 points and 79 rebounds.
3: I did not expect that to be the direction. But good for her. This you did.
2: I should have. You knew.
3: But I don't think. I don't think I did. All right. Eating etiquette. So today is national no one eats alone day. So it's a two-fold question. How do you feel about eating alone? Great. And <laughs> I figured you would say that. And then also, what's the etiquette for you get your food first at like in a party full of multiple people and none of their food is there?
0: Okay. So I'll go with the second one first Okay, is here's my thought. I need somebody to tell me it's okay. I don't want to eat it, but in my mind, I want to eat it really bad. I'm like, it's a hot plate of food. It has been brought out hot to eat hot. Yes. As a person who loves cooking, I do get really mad. My wife can't understand this because she doesn't love cooking. It's like a mandatory thing she has to do as a mom. She doesn't want to do it. She knows at times she has to do it. I love cooking, but when I cook, I want to present the meal hot ready to eat i want i want this person to enjoy this food it's part of my love language so when a restaurant brings out that food and it's a hot plate i want to eat it then and should eat it then so my thing is is i do want confirmation cuz i don't want to tick anybody off and be offensive but let's say kevin you got your hot plate of food yeah i tell you immediately if they don't have all the plates like right there ready to go like hey the other ones will be out in a minute or two i say kevin Start eating. I'm fine. Like, it's not going to offend me at all. But I think some people do get offended by that. But I think it's offensive to the person cooking the meal that you will not eat their hot plate of food until it gets like lukewarm because the other plates aren't ready. Do you think most people need to hear that? From at least one person to make the move. Yes, because you feel like you are being offensive by starting to eat your food because other people don't have their food.
3: Then I want to wonder, then I wonder then, because I'm not offended by that at all. How many people out there are offended Mm. that like some I'm not saying it's nobody, I'm sure there are plenty of people who are, but I'm curious how many people are offended if like you're in a group of let's just say six? And three of the plates come out and the people start eating and your food's not there. Are pe- are the other three people or people in general, like, that's offensive. I think they're more offended by the fact
1: their food's not out yet. I can see that. Kevin, I've been out to dinner with you before where your food never came out until we okay. were all done eating. <laughs> and the thing... And you didn't look happy
3: the entire time. The thing I had an issue with is they lied that it was still being made. Literally... The same thing I ordered was ordered by someone else at the table and they got their food. What was it? I can't remember. Where were we at? It was at? like was a I, chicken fried steak sandwich or something yeah, you like didn't that. Go. I don't remember. It wasn't complicated. Well, I ate by myself. You know you me. It wasn't complicated. But at the very end, they're like, hey, our kitchen's just been swamped. We're just cooking it. I wish they would have treated me like an adult and been like, hey, we forgot. Somebody There's else a lot of people. Somebody else at the
1: table got the same plate yes, you got. Yes and and theirs came out just yes. fine so um i so this was always a weird situation whenever we ate in my family like for thanksgiving or whatever we all sat in different rooms at my grandparents house the men usually probably went to the living room to watch the game the uh, the ladies were either in the kitchen doing things or just kind of snacking whatever it was and so whenever i get to or my other grandparents it was a smaller environment i get to adrian's family and they have like they're sitting down at the dinner table and they have multiple forks and I'm like, whoa, hold on, what's happening here? Yeah, and they had the discussion one night about etiquette because one guy had warm food. The brother-in-law he was like, look, my, what I've always known is if it's warm, you eat then. If it's a salad, go ahead and go ahead and eat the salad. Whenever everybody else gets their cold food, but if it's if it's warm, okay. you eat the warm food because it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to get. How cold. do we
0: change this though? Because don't you feel like Corey if. I don't want to say going out with us, like the group of guys, but if you are out um, and you kind of have people that you know but don't know great and you get your steak and mashed potatoes or something like that and for some reason they're like, hey, uh, we're going to go get the rest of the food. This one just came out first. Like you're... You, wouldn't you feel bad to yeah, cut I'll, into that I'll steak unless somebody says something say to you i probably say something along it. the
1: lines of, do y'all mind if I go ahead? Like, if I'm really hungry and I need to eat right then, I'll probably be like, hey, y'all mind if I go ahead and start getting after this steak here? Uh, but I, it never fails. Adrian's food always gets Kevined, uh, where it's like it's in the back, it gets lost, whatever yeah. happens. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh, I just want to eat the sandwich right now and move on with my life. I don't know. I think everybody just needs to be open and willing to have communications instead of scared and trying to hide behind stuff all the time. Just and there's, I mean, there is the possibility of just whatever your 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 host is doing. Just kind of go along with whatever the host is doing. If they're like eat, then eat. If they're like, hey, everybody wait, then
3: wait. This feedback is fascinating from the five four one. I'm not offended, but I will judge you for it if no one has given you the go ahead. Mm, see. From the 903, I think the host
1: is the most important
3: part there. If somebody's hosting and they say go
1: ahead, then yeah, go ahead.
3: From the 903, I'm not offended and I don't care if it offends someone. If I pay for hot food, I'm eating hot food. From the 817, I won't eat until all the food is there, even if you tell me to start. I just can't. And then from the 817, those who are offended will never admit to being offended, they just wait until after the meal. And then they talk about how offensive it was for you to eat and not wait for everybody. I mean, I'm looking at
1: findalink.net slash diningetiquette.php says right here, general dining etiquette. Start eating hot food when it's served. Do not wait for everyone else to begin. For soup, dip the spoon into the soup from the edge of the bowl to the center, moving away from you. Only fill it three to four full to avoid spilling. Sip. Do not slurp. Do not insert the whole bowl of the spoon into your mouth. Just the tip of the what? spoon. Yeah, uh, it's oh, proper I do to tip not a, abide by. a just soup the tip bowl tip. slightly to get the the rest of the soup out. You ever seen somebody lick the ice cream bowl? Yes. At like a, like I've when I waited tables a lot, and I would see this lady. She would she would sit there and eat her ice cream. and When she was done, she'd be like. And she licked that up, and she loved every drop of it, dude. You should see how
0: we don't clean these that well. (laughs) I've always thought of that, how well you clean your dishes at home. Like, you scrub them off and all these things, stick them in a dishwasher. And I know, they're professional dishwashers. But I just always wonder, I wonder what they're doing back there when things are moving so fast. When we were out at that um, all-you-can-eat $100 buffet at Caesars, I was just thinking... They are running through so many plates so quickly. Yeah. I'm like, how much are they really washing these plates?
1: I will say it's hot. That that dishwasher back there, high temperatures. And it has to be to kill mean, the extreme backyard. temperatures. Like when you pulling those through, I burned my hands a couple times okay. getting dishes out. So that makes hot. me feel better. It should make you feel better. Now, and, and they also all have right. to check with code all the time. Now, so. I feel
0: like this, Corey, I'm just reading you as a friend. I think out of the three of us, you would be the one least likely to eat alone, like in a restaurant.
1: Um, mm, that's interesting. I'm perfectly fine eating alone. Yeah. Adrian does not like to eat alone. Uh, I went to Corky's barbecue. Uh, Adrian said, "Go by yourself. We'll watch the kids." I was like, "This is awesome. I can just sit there and do whatever I want." But I always find it to be like. I feel like the waiters or servers feel like I'm a lonely person because of it.
3: Yeah, I could see that.
1: But they do make sure that I get my stuff quickly and that I'm and that they and I'm moving on. They're like, "Hey, here's your food, it's out. Here's your drink, it's out." I'm I'm perfectly okay with it. But I know I don't I don't need to. Like I, it's not one of those things where I'm like, "I want to eat alone today." Uh, I do, but I'm I'm fine doing it. I'll, like when we go to Oxnard I loved going up to that little taco stand and just sitting on the beach and eating some tacos and watching pe- the waves and watching people go by. That's always good stuff.
3: I would think if you were a waiter, you would see a person by themselves and think, I could probably turn this table pretty
1: quick. Yeah, you're trying You're trying to get them out of there very fast, make sure they get their food, make sure they get their drinks. And then, you know, if they want to chat with you, crack a couple jokes and move on about your business, if they want to chat, they'll they'll ask you to sit down. I know, Kevin, you don't like the sitting down waiter. But that was how I made I a lot not. of how I made a lot of money back in the day. It was
3: families just loved to chat with me? Couple a quick cowboy note for you. The Cowboys have hired Jeff Scanina. Yes, and they did it. <laughs> I wanted him <laughs> and Greg Ellis.
0: I love that number ninety-eight. Defensive line in your coach. face again, Randy Moss. <laughs> As defensive line. Picked right after like Grant Winstrom from Nebraska for the uh, St. Louis Rams oh, at S- the time.
1: Sganina. Is that with a Z? Yes. Zganina? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Zganina.
3: Ganina. From the
1: Commanders. Geeky coach.
3: Right? Stop it. Well, we're the Kansas I,
1: I do too. He was with the Commanders last year.
0: Heck yeah. What right
1: position? Offensive line.
0: I remember their line. That's why they had to trade them all. They got rid I'm of all, all their linemen. To be honest, they were not good. Coming up next. But he'll do it here. It's time
3: (laughs) for Gridiron Gravy. The NFL team's most primed to rise or fall in 2024. We'll do that next right here on The Fan. Here's
1: the snap to love rushes on. Love, wait. Fired right side end zone leaping grab. Watson wow. and a sensational wow. grab back line wow. of the end zone on the right side. They beat Joshua Williams.
2: A leaping grab. Oh, my little pretty one! My pretty one! When this is clearly the, the chorus, Mike. The...
3: Oh. We did the sing along in the break. Chris is a genius for coming back. That's
0: awesome, Chris. Because I was, who's our new coach that's going to take us all the way? Zapato or something? That is shoo. In Spanish? Yeah, it is. I don't know. Zinger or something? Zagina? Yeah. I believe. So I changed it into instead of Sharona, Zagina Uh or whatever his Uh name is. And coming up in about 15 minutes. That's a great song, though. Doesn't it pump you up on a Friday? That is an
3: excellent song. In about 15 minutes, we'll talk about how the Rangers definitely listen to the show and take our advice. But before that, it's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Yep. Championship. I want to go with two things, and they will kind of work in cooperation here. I think we're going to play all of cut number nine and explain why this is all so stupid. All right. Let's go to cut number nine. This is Chris Russo talking about... Why Taylor Swift is on the TV so much. So we talked about the Taylor Swift coverage. Sean, do you overdo it? And he gave me the statistic, and like an idiot, I bought it. Oh, let's hear it. In the AFC championship game, she was on for 38 seconds. All right, that sounds like not that big a deal. This past week, because we asked, well, how much you're going to run to her? He says, well, we don't go to her too much, and here's evidence. This past week... She was on the quote-unquote, it was an overtime game, for 55 seconds. All right, doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, They went to that box 12 times! All right. This nonsensical rambling would go on for about two minutes. The reason why that's important is the length of this rant was more than they showed Taylor Swift (laughs) in the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship game combined. So he was upset? Yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard, if you've never heard Chris Russo say something, it always goes the exact same way. I'm going to start out talking about something just like this. Then I'm going to try to make my point. Then I'm going to turn up the inflection to let you know I'm mad. Every single thing he ever says goes exactly like that. In the meantime. You should be an impersonator. (laughs) Thank you.
0: He impersonated Andrew Dice Clay yesterday I, I to was, a T. I
3: was pretty proud of that. <laughs> it was good. I thought you were the dice for a second. In the meantime, <laughs> while he's ranting and raving about this, what is Taylor Swift doing? Well, Taylor Swift. Making out with Travis Kelton. Okay, don't. That too. Sorry, I should have warned you. Don't make a joke about this. Oh, That's okay. Great. It was a positive joke. Thanks a lot. It was good. Is oh, damn. She donated $100,000 to the Elizabeth Lopez Galvin uh, Memorial Fund. That is the woman who was killed during the Super Bowl parade. And so, yeah, so she ended up donating $100,000 while oh, I can't believe she's on this football broadcast, blah, blah, blah. The original goal was to raise $75,000. I know this doesn't fix anything and you would trade all of the money to get the person back. They've now raised $256,000. So I at least appreciate that people are, I, they're speaking with their wallets. I, again, I realize that doesn't fix right. the real thing, but I appreciate shout out to all the people who've donated. Shout out to Taylor Swift for dropping a hundred K on this.
0: Yes, I agree. I'm going to get a little off topic here, but on the topic of Taylor Swift being at all of these playoff games because her boyfriend is in these playoff games. I remember watching one of the 30 for 30s or whatever on the NBA. What David Stern did to kind of make the NBA more popular after 1984 and Magic and Larry created a spark in our culture to watch NBA basketball. He said... What if, especially in L.A. and and other New York places where the celebrities live, what if we start comping them tickets left and right, put them on the floor? So a lot of the celebrities that were at the L.A. Laker games might have not been that big of L.A. Laker fans or that big of New York Knicks fans or Boston Celtic fans. But he's just like, this culturally, if I start putting these people on the front row and then they're shown during the games – the culture, us, will go, well, this must be pretty cool. This, this guy's going to these games. This lady's going to these games. This must be a cool place to be. I want to be there too if these celebrities are being there. And then I know Taylor Swift probably helped out a little bit sure. with the numbers. Why doesn't Major League Baseball do this? Why don't they take a page out of the nineteen eighties and they don't have I mean, I get they they make plenty of money. They still make a little bit more money in the NBA. Question. But I'm like, why wouldn't Major League Baseball start going, hey, Who are the popular people that live in Dallas? Who are the popular, or you know, our Metroplex? And just put them on the front row or behind dugouts or whatever uh, and make sure security's there so they don't get too bugged. And you're like, look, look who's at the game tonight, you know?
1: Yeah, there was 51% increase in female betting according to oh. uh, better and i Dot bet com? i don't know i i and, bet they're stoked about that and holy moly that's a lot and then you know i i will say there was a touchdown maybe it was the game winner they went to her booth and i was like why why are we in that booth right now there's i did not need to see that reaction there there were times At that moment and there were other times in the game where i was like okay this this is cool And there was a moment where I was like, oh, no, I kind of wanted to celebrate this on-field thing a little more. And I
3: went up there, and I was like, eh, well. Did they ever show Mahomes' wife? I don't remember. I just saw her in the Disneyland commercial. Uh, So Okay. I just didn't know know when Mahomes threw the touchdown.
0: Obviously, I don't know where Cole Hardman's family is or if he has, like, a wife or kids or anything. But... You know, like you said, they showed Taylor Swift. I totally get it. I would do that too. If I was producing the, the Super Bowl, like show Taylor Swift, you know, just get five seconds or three seconds and then go right back to the field with the celebration. But I don't know, like – Maybe getting Mrs. Mahomes there would have been a cool thing. Seeing her reaction with maybe Pat Mahomes' dad there.
1: Just all I want is more Jason Kelsey. Like, that's all All I want is just go show me a shot of Jason Kelsey all the time, and I'm happy. Have you seen his
0: new uh, fair. hot sauce commercial, Red Hot or whatever? No,
1: but he does have a story coming up in uh, at 1 o'clock in the okay. C-Block. He oh. keeps ripping
0: off shirts on how to make uh, Frank's Red Hot. Red um, Hot or something? No, it's the chicken, like... The chicken dip, buffalo chicken dip, I think is what okay. it's called. It's it's amazing, but he's just ripping off shirts to show the ingredients. It's Kind of funny.
3: I, I found this to be really fascinating is CVS added another $60 million in revenue due to the extra commercials shown in overtime. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Adrian was know, asking me, are okay. they getting
1: extra? And I was like, no, I think they just are fulfilling whatever.
3: I, that's what it I would have thought as well. But Sportico had an article that said they secured at least three of those commercials in the fourth quarter. Do they call up the
0: company and say, we'll run your commercial again for a certain amount of money?
3: My my guess is...
1: They're probably in a suite together.
3: You have like, essentially, I could see Those that. execs
1: are probably all hanging out together.
3: I bet you have like standby commercials because you're like, sorry, we're booked up and sold out. And then they're like, hey, if something happens, we want to get in, we want to get in. And then- Like Junk for Joy is probably on standby. I, I could actually see well, that. Well,
0: there's like Ruffles say, do they sell to Ruffles? I'm just making this Ruffles up. But do they go, hey, if we go to overtime, like I'm saying months before the Super Bowl, here's our overtime commercial. Here's um, our fee. And you get your money back if we obviously don't go to overtime. Yeah, I,
3: look, and I think that's the Highest case. Highest ratings
1: during overtime?
3: I, you, it has I don't to know. I, I didn't. I didn't look at the breakdown yet, but it has to be. And if you think about this, like, for example, Discover added another version of their commercial because they had the Jennifer Coolidge commercial that showed in the pregame. And then in the fourth quarter... They were having these negotiations about getting their commercial back on because obviously you can't just make a new commercial. You're like, holy crap, throw something together real quick. I mean, I guess you could try. but And so they created two of the movie trailers, Monkey Man and Kung Fu Panda 4, as well as Discover Card. Those were all procured deals in the fourth quarter.
1: Interesting. I mean, that's fascinating, man. That really is that is very interesting on how that approach happens and how they sell it all and what they're prepared to do if something changes. Because just think about this. A few years ago, whenever you had the blackout, now you have all this time to fill. Oh, yeah. You know, you have the blackout in the middle of the Super Bowl. And everybody's like, oh, so now you have – are you selling ads during that? Are you like, hey – Uh, guys, we got extra ads on the way and we've already shown yours like six times. I'm going to need a
3: discount for that part. Like, (laughs) overtime? I get it. During the blackout? Yeah. I don't know. But then again, it's probably hard to change the channel. Because what if you would have flipped the channel off for, you know, 15 minutes during the blackout and they're like, it took 30 seconds. You've missed this whole chunk of the game. You probably would have felt pretty terrible about that. And I also wanted to throw this out there. I know we talked about the rise and fall of some of these football teams. We might have to Bring that back in at another point in the show. But Christian McCaffrey, I just wanted to throw this out there. This will bring him no solace. But in 33 games as a 49er, he has scored 39 touchdowns. I have to admit, I'm not a big fan of the super move for the running back. But my goodness, has that worked out well for the 49ers.
1: Great system for him to work within. And a guy that, you know, he prepares the right way. He's you know been healthy for them the right amount. Uh, he's a monster, dude. He really is. It's the right combination.
3: We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we need to have a potentially tough conversation about the Rangers' rotational depth. Okay. Or we can talk about their potential brand-new first baseman.